Welcome to week six of my research methods experience. This week I will be discussing the four basic units of content analysis and frequency for the unit of analysis. I will also be discussing statistical significant differences, exploratory data analysis techniques, and so much more. Let's get started. At the beginning of this week, I was asked to select a small sample of work associates and ask them what their career aspirations were in the next five years. I was asked to use one of the four basic units of content analysis to code their responses and describe my findings using frequency for the unit of analysis. As defined in our text, Business Research Methods by Pamela S. Scheidler, Content analysis is a methodology that uses a systematic, objective approach to code message characteristics so researchers can treat diverse and textual or verbal content quantitatively as they look for patterns and draw inferences. Of the four basic units of content analysis, syntactical is the best approach for coding the responses of my work associates. As stated in our text, syntactical units are specific, author-defined words, phrases, sentences, or paragraphs. Words are the smallest and most reliable data units to analyze. Although we can most certainly count these units, we are more interested in their meaning in context. I interviewed 50 people within my department. 22 of those interviews stated that their career aspirations in the next five years kept them in the position that where they were currently in. 13 would like to be promoted to unit supervisors, 3 to department directors, and 2 to facility executives. The remaining 10 believed that they would no longer be with our company. 4 believed that they would be working with another company after graduating from their current programs, and the other 6 were considering different career paths altogether. Please see attached visual aid. Later in the week, I became curious about whether the professors and students at my school had different political persuasions. I decided to sample 20 professors and 20 students at random. As stated in our text, Business Research Methods by Pamela S. Scheidler, researchers evaluate the accuracy of a hypothesis by determining the statistical likelihood that the sample data revealed true differences, not random sampling errors. I found that 10 of the professors and 6 of the students randomly sampled identified as conservative. Therefore, 50% of the professors sampled identified as conservative, and 30% of the students sampled identified as conservative. My university is located in the Bible Belt of the country and the majority of the older population within the community is very conservative in their beliefs, while the younger population tends to have more liberal views. Even with that being said, I do not believe that in this random sampling there is a statistical significance. This is because if a different random sampling of professors and students were drawn, then the outcome could be very different. Visual Representation of Exploratory Data Analysis Techniques As stated in our text, Business Research Methods by Pamela S. Scheidler, Exploratory Data Analysis Techniques 
is a process that explores and reduces the data using descriptive statistics and some graphical displays of data. Patterns in the collected data analysis or suggest revisions of the preliminary data analysis plan. There are many ways of achieving a visual representation of the exploratory data analysis techniques. Frequency tables, bar charts, and pie graphs can all represent the same data in different ways. It all depends on what the researcher is attempting to display. The frequency table is a simple device for arraying data. But as I stated, the same data can be displayed on a bar chart or pie graph, which allows for values and percentages to be more rapidly understood. The researcher must choose the appropriate visual representation in order to clearly display the data in an effective way. As stated in our text, the histograph is a conventional solution for the display of interval ratio data. When using the histogram, it is important that the number of intervals represent the expansion of the data. The stem and leaf display shares. Another form of visual representation of exploratory data analysis techniques is the stem and leaf display. It shares some of the histogram features but has its own unique advantages. As stated in our text, the stem and leaf display is an exploratory data analysis display where variables with continuous data that uses actual values to group data rather than equal intervals. Each line or row is a stem and each item is a leaf. While the histogram can lose information in the data grouping, the stem and leaf presents an actual data value that can be inspected directly. The Petro diagram is a bar chart whose percentages sum up to 100%. As stated in our text, the data is derived from multiple choice single response scales, multiple choice multiple response scales, or frequency counts of words from content analysis. Then the data is sorted in decreasing importance with bar height in decreasing order from left to right. The box plot is another technique used frequently in exploratory data analysis. As stated in our text, Business Research Methods by Pamela S. Scheidler, a box plot reduces the detail of the stem and leaf display and provides a different visual image of the distribution's location, spread, shape, tail length, and outliers. The most common way of displaying data is on a map. Using color and patterns to denote knowledge attitude, behavior, or demographical data arrays, then superimposing them over street maps, block group maps, or county, state, or country maps to help identify the best location for stores based demographically, psychologically, or life stage segment data. Estimating a Statistically Significant Difference As stated by Melissa Brinks in the article, What is Statistical Significance and How is it Calculated? Published on PrepScholar.com in July 2019, there are 10 steps to estimating a statistically significant difference. First, set a null hypothesis, which should state that there are no differences in between your data sets. Second, 
set an alternative hypothesis. Which should be the opposite of your null hypothesis? Third, determine your alpha, which is the probability of rejecting a null hypothesis when the hypothesis is true. Fourth, one or two-tailed test. A one-tailed test examines the relationship between two things in one direction, and a two-tailed test measures two things in two directions. Fifth, the sample size must be determined. The sixth step is to determine the standard deviation. Running the standard error formula is the seventh step in estimating the statistically significant difference. Eighth, find the t-score which allows you to compare your data to the other data, which tells you the probability of the two groups being significantly different. Ninth, find the degree of freedom, which can tell you how many values in the calculation can vary acceptably. Last, a t-table is used to find the statistical significance, which is comparing your p-value to your alpha. Thank you for joining me for week six of my research methods experience. I hope I've left you with a better understanding of the four basic units of content analysis, frequencies for the unit of analysis, statistically significant differences, exploratory data analysis techniques, and so much more. Please join me next week for week seven of my research methods journey.